Okay. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to two on on the the island island. This is a special episode, a double episode. That's why I said every word twice. Did you catch that? Dude, that was clever. I thought you were just mimicking one of the contestants that went home this week, but I like your reasoning as well. Yeah, I just wanted to let people know their audio system is working fine. Don't worry. I'm Taylor Gaines. I'll introduce that other voice in a second, but we're back for week number 10 to talk about Survivor. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Feature-length episode, knocked it down to the final seven. We have four people on the jury now, and we're going to get into it all. We're going to talk about the brilliantly dumb move by the quote-unquote Three Stooges. We're going to talk about our friend Sunday Burquest's bucket list item that someone else got to accomplish this week. And we're going to talk about somebody at CBS who needs to be fired. Does that all sound good? Dude, I'm ready. I'm buckled in. Let's take off. All right, so with me on the other line, he can't even win a veggie rap it's tyler b commons a veggie rap sounds really good right now but i would imagine it'd sound much better after being out there what do we have to 31 days i believe We're so getting down to it yeah this is it man this is the home stretch of season 35 <gasps> heroes vs healers vs hustlers and it is getting good this was my favorite I know it was more than one hour, but it was my favorite uh, night of the season by far. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. We had the hinting of the powerful seven, and we saw that kind of implode, and a lot of drama and a lot of action taking place. I really enjoyed this episode, mostly because I think I pulled closer in fantasy, but I'm not positive. Um, Not quite. But okay. we'll get into all that. Our <laughs> fantasy season hanging by a thread. I will say you drew a little closer as far as who we have left on our teams, which is always nice. But uh, spoilers on the way. The first half of the episode, the 28-year-old firefighter J.P. Hilsebeck went home. Part two, 34-year-old probation officer Joe Mena and... Uh, each had their merits. We'll save some air for that. But just overall, this whole two-hour-long extravaganza, plus, you know, the 20 minutes of Ponderosa that I'm sure you watched, what was your tweet-length reaction to week number 10? Well, at least half the people eliminated were interesting. Hashtag can't believe I'm gone, can't believe I'm gone. Hashtag epic blindside. Oh, you didn't watch... Did you watch live? Mm, Survivor live? No, I didn't go back and watch that. Well, no, because... Oh, did I watch the episode live? No, I also did not do that. (laughs) Well, because in the live airing of the show, you know they show those hashtags on the TV. Oh, yeah. And when JP got voted out, the one that popped up just said, hashtag epic blindside. And uh, I just I love when they try to pat themselves on the back right out of the gate. (laughs) Well, they're definitely stepping up their game using words like epic. But no, alas, I had to work last night late into the evening. So I missed it live. But I got caught all up today. (sighs) I don't know where I'm going. Ty doing his trademark trailing off. I know. Why do I do that? I need to get I just need to get my head in the game like Zac Efron. Like the vice president, so he can, you know, be the figurehead. We're done. It's over. (laughs) We're never (laughs) revisiting that moment. (laughs) Okay, well, my tweet reaction is, I love knowing that even challenges poop, too. Mm, Because it was kind of a poopy challenge to start the episode, the double-sode? No, I was thinking more because the team reward challenge in the second half literally looked like the puzzle pieces were being pooped out of the log thing that they had to push them down. Yeah, but Lauren was rocking that. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more, but she carried that team. As yeah, she as was she pushing that poop out good. She had true grit on her <laughs> face. She was forcing it out the little pipe. When we started a Survivor podcast, did you ever think I'd be able to say any lines about poop? I knew potty humor was going to come in at one point how do people poop on survivor why have we not talked about that with any of our survivor guests we did well no we didn't talk about it with our guests but i think this season was the first time they ever talked about it simone win oh that's right favorite took an aqua dump on day three or day two i can't remember which one an aqua dump that sounds like the next uh dc movie (laughs) oh did you guys see the new one i did not don't (laughs) <laughs> i'm just throwing that out there yeah my friend sam hensel who i've done many a movie podcast with on this very feed uh he described it to me as the worst movie he's ever seen including <laughs> suicide squad 
I'm not gonna try to argue against him. It was it was bad all around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but Survivor was good all around, and that's what we're here to talk about. So let's get into it. Fantasy Survivor, as I mentioned. You drew a little closer, not so much in the points, but we'll save that for the end of the episode. As far as our teams go, I lost both Joe and JP, my 10th and 11th, the 10th and 11th overall picks. So I'm left with Chrissy, Ben, Devin, and Dr. Mike. And you have Ryan, Lauren, and Ashley. Yeah, I um, I like the three people I have left now. Especially after this episode, there was a lot of shifting around, a lot of shifting of power, and I'm feeling a lot better about two of my people and not just one of my people anymore. I'm sure we'll get into it. You could be feeling good about all three of your people with the way this episode went, but we'll definitely talk about it. Tell me who you're feeling the best about, regardless of whose team they're on. Who's number one in your power rankings? My power rankings this week... I've got a brand new face. Actually, not a brand new face, but I don't think he's been in my list for a while. I got Devin. Number Number one? one. Yeah. I think he's doing some great shot calling, and he is working with people so well right now that I don't think people have a bad vibe coming off of him. He sounds like he's being pretty honest about what he wants to do for the rest of the game. And he realized he cut loose Ryan, which I think was... a giant positive for him yeah I, I feel like he's got the strategy down and he's looking ahead he's in a majority alliance and i think he's got a straight path to keep going not to say my top three won't change in the next three episodes but that's where i'm at right now who do you have number one i'll tell you before i answer that i have Devin number two and i, I looked back through our power rankings from this season and he was only ranked one time by you and i think it was in week Five, you had him number two mm-hmm. behind a Ryan Chrissy combo, as you like to do. And <laughs> your favorite. I didn't have him ranked at all the whole season, but he was very impressive last night. And I'll tell you why I don't have him number one in a couple seconds. But I have him number two largely because the last two weeks he has been coming up with plan after plan after plan. And he's really great at pretending to be a dumb surfer, but he's actually working everyone he's talking to the whole time. I'm starting to think he's really good at... Th- I mean, he, he said so himself, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. He said, uh, I think Lauren might be... A, she's like as good as me. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, there's confidence, but I don't... I'm going to jump in real quick. No. Like you were saying, he is. He's making... <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry. He's making the calls and he's balancing it out. That's all I want to say. I want to reiterate because you made that point so well. Yeah, and the the idea he had for Ben was brilliant. I have never actually seen any alliance try to pull that off. And I guess maybe you could argue I should have him number one because of that. But I actually put Benedict Arnold number one because huh. I thought the position that that move put him in while shielding Devin in a way that's beneficial to Devin also puts Ben in a position where uh, you probably noticed at the end of the episode there were four votes for Joe so obviously one of them was Ben and mm-hmm. now Chrissy and Ryan know that he voted not with them so my one is sort of tentative but if he can play it right and sell Chrissy and Ryan on it then he could be right in that swing spot where he could go either direction right now and decide how the rest of the game goes and aside from that the main reason i put him number one is Mm -hmm. he found the hidden immunity idol this week and no one knows about it in a season where every advantage seems to be known about by everyone i can't emphasize how important that is that's basically his ticket into the final three and once he's in the final three he wins yeah he definitely wins if he makes it there Interestingly enough, he is not in my top three because of the power swing position you have him. I literally think that the tribe is so done with Ryan and Chrissy that right now Mike is just a goat and that power four is going to pick off the other three. Power four being Devin, Ashley, Lauren, and Ben at this point because all you have is Mike, Ryan, and Chrissy left to try and thwart that. I don't see him swing over the other way with Chrissy and Ryan because I think he sees how good a gamers they are and they would have a good argument against him in the end which is why so number two I have Lauren because Lauren is starting to shake things up pull triggers and she is making things happen 
and shaking up alliances that have been there forever. You know, she got Devin to come over and kind of betray Ryan as much as Ben did as well when they talked about they both knew about the idol and Ryan's kind of seeming shifty. I just think Lauren is playing too strong of a game at the end. And right now, like I said, that alliance of four, I think, is so strong. I don't really see them wavering. It's not like the seven right now, and I don't know if those four... I feel like in that group of four, everybody feels like they still have a chance to make a splash in the end. It's not like one person necessarily feels on the bottom at this point. Yeah, Ashley might be too little too late, but she had a good episode or two. I, Mm -hmm. I do think... Lauren definitely deserves to be in any legitimate power rankings after this week. But the reason I have her three behind Ben and Devin is because I think she blew it. I I think she made a great move. And finally, someone realized that Mike and Joe were not just people to vote out next. They were numbers. That's what Mm -hmm. baffles me about this. Like, let's get down to this. Let's get down to that. Like, You have a chance to just use people, and you're just like, eh, I'll just vote them out. But credit to her for realizing that she could do something. The issue I have is the decision to vote out JP instead of Chrissy and Ryan when they had all the power in the world to pull off a blindside was stupid. It was just stupid. Why? Why would you vote out JP there? Because you don't want to have a Mike situation. They've seen the Mike season where he won... I don't remember how many immunities in a row, seven, eight, or something like that. Like, it was ridiculous, and JP is capable of that. Is he? I don't think, how many immunity challenges has he won? Well, that's that's funny. I don't think individually he's won, but when in the team games, he's rocking it. I don't know. I You're right. Maybe he doesn't have the balance, but I feel like they were in fear of having a situation like that happen where he just keeps winning and winning and winning. But why? Three. Why are they afraid of that? Because then they're out a seat at the final three. Because who's Devin gonna or who is JP gonna take? I why why would you not want to sit next to JP at the final three? I think you do, but I don't think anyone's confident that they're gonna sit next to him. Because I, okay, so in reading his post game interview on the Hollywood Reporter, he was talking about his two closest were uh, Ryan and Chrissy, who were not gonna make it that far. Well, vote right, out, but vote out one of them instead of JP right there. But they don't know that, and then JP's going to do everything he can to take the other one to the finals with them. I don't know. I can see I can see the argument going either way, but I just feel like you have to start kicking out the strong people, and I don't think they're in as bad a position as you think. I don't know. As I was watching this episode, I feel like there's a clear path to the final three right now. I think if they stick with it, there's going to be a final three that is very interesting and it's not one that the edit has shown i know you've been writing ben's edit i don't have him in my top three so i had ashley number three because her and devin and lauren i see them as the power players right now they have that strong alliance of the four versus three like i broke down earlier but ben running his swing vote and everybody knowing that he kind of was quote unquote king arthur for most of this season, I think they're going to realize that and not take him along. I don't think he feels like he's on the bottom because he's playing an integral role, swinging back and forth, trying to keep Chrissy and Ryan at bay. But I think once Ryan, Chrissy, and Dr. Mike go home, then Devin, Ashley, and Lauren are going to say, look, Ben's a Marine. Ben's this great person. We can't sit in a final three with him. We know he's going to win. He's played a strategically strong game. We can't beat him. But what about Ashley actually has impressed you enough to put her above Ben in anything? So maybe I did this ranking wrong because I don't think she's more impressive than Ben, but I think she's in a better position than Ben right now, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't think her game has merited her to be number three over Ben, but I think because she didn't play as good a game as Ben, that automatically makes her a safer pick to take to final three. And once she's there, you never know what she's going to argue. I don't know what she's going to be able to say that might convince people to vote for her, but I just don't see those three people. I think they're all strategically smart enough, especially Devin and Lauren, to say, if I take Ben, there's no way I'm going to win. So why don't we take along Ashley? And Ashley has no problem voting out Ben. I just, how many times have we seen the swing vote position be the best spot to be in over the years? Like it's always where you want to be and 
Ben's not an idiot. He knows that it's down to the end here, and he has an idol. I just I continue to be baffled that both you and Joe Del Campo are watching the same edit as me and not thinking Ben is going to win. I think I'd have to say he is. He's having the best edit of the season so far, but I don't know why you always talk about how we can't buy into the edit and then the editors blindside us. I don't know. Would that be too big of a travesty to pull for the final vote? Do you think they're willing to do it week in and week out until the finals? Do you think they have enough integrity to say, hey, Ben has a great story and he has a great game so we're just going to show him being great the whole season and he's going to win they did it last season <laughs> okay you're right that's a, that's a fair argument i can't i can't come i don't back know i just, just said the editors are whatever we, we talk enough about them but i really do i, I just think that Devin and lauren and ashley and you touched on this even with the ben thing like they just they had such a huge opportunity to like put the game away this week and they kind of just did a half measure. And, you know, if you've watched Breaking Bad, you can't take any half measures. You got to go full measures all the way. They could have taken out Chrissy or Ryan and then they could have taken out Ben without him having any idea. And they would have just been completely set. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. 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 That's true. I just don't see. I don't know why. I just got the funny feeling that if Ben doesn't shake things up next week, I think he's, I want to say he's going to go fourth, despite what the edit has been showing about him being great. Because maybe they're just going to say, hey, look, Lauren and Devin, they really turned it on at the end. So maybe they're going to be one of the two that wins it. I'm not sure. I want to believe that, but I will agree the edit this season has made Ben out to be the strongest player. It does look to me, too, like the four that we just talked about, Devin, Lauren, Ashley, Ben is probably going to be the final three, at least unless Chrissy and Ryan can really shake something up. Their arc seems to have been more of a downfall than anything else, particularly in the first half of this week, but we'll talk a little bit about that later. Let's let's move on. That was probably the most heated power ranking we've had all season. <laughs> I know, right? I was passionate. What can I say? <laughs> and we'll talk more about it as we ramp up towards the finale here, but we're going to take a breath, take a beat, we're going to play our uh, Sunday Survivor second, Sunday Burquest from Survivor Millennials vs. Gen X. And she's going to tell you about her bucket list item on Survivor that she never got to accomplish, but she saw someone else accomplish this week. Hey, you guys. This is Sunday with this week's hot takes. Well, there's a lot to say for a double episode, so I'm going to try and condense it down here. First of all, I think this is a major coming out episode for both Lauren and Devin. Both of them proved their strategic chops. I am loving Lauren. I have all season. I actually really like Devin also. I do think Devin went from lighthearted, great social player to a little bit of a villain this week, but he's playing really well. Lauren winning another reward challenge. So excited for her. She picked the perfect people to go with her. She played it perfect. Everything about the rewards, everything about the conversations was perfect. The plan with Ben was great. Ben was a great spy, did a great job acting the entire time. And then we have Christy winning an immunity challenge, her first one. I can only imagine something on my bucket list that I didn't get to do. So happy for her just from that standpoint alone. And then her and Ryan's faces at the blind side were just, oh, too much. Now, one thing I don't understand is why the Alliance of Five didn't go after Ryan, especially when Devin knew he had an idol, or even go for Ben, who's a huge threat. Ben goes home with an idol in his pocket, and Ryan, they could have, you know, somehow split the votes and had Ryan um, flush his idol. So I don't know why they didn't do that, but... Well, actually, I know why. They didn't have enough to split the votes. But they could have sent Ben home with an idol in his pocket. They could have at least made Ryan suspicious enough to play his and gotten an idol out of play. So I'm, I'm a little confused as to why they went for JP. So, you know, especially being he's been so quiet. Not checked at all about Joe, but I do think they could have held on to Joe and Mike for another vote or two. So. 
that's my hot takes kind of all over the place. Sad to see Joe go. He's very entertaining. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out moving forward with both Devin and Lauren. Ben's in a power position. I don't think Ryan has as much power anymore. And Chrissy is still in a powerful position. It'll be interesting to see how this gets whittled down to our finals week in just three weeks. See you next week. Okay, I do think Chrissy is in a powerful position as one of Sunday's hottest takes. Yeah, I'm not sure she's uh, feeling like a queen much anymore. One thing I want to talk about, she said that Devin is a villain. Did you get that vibe coming from these two episodes? I'm so charmed by Devin because he. everybody on the internet says this, but he seems like just Keanu Reeves playing Survivor, and it's really <laughs> hard to not just like love him. I mean, I guess he's doing semi-villainous things, like, but he's not a villain in the sense that people really know what he's up to. It's kind of quiet about it. Yeah, I just, I just didn't view him as a villain. Um, no, I don't really. Probably because he's becoming one of my favorites, but who knows? Maybe I just like a villain. I do want to jump on something she said, too, about not really understanding why they picked JP. Just because aside from what we were just talking about, the episode presented no conversation whatsoever about them voting JP. And it just kind of happened. It was like, oh, okay, guess that's where they're going. And I think Joe and JP, I think JP was kind of guessing, but I think Joe said this in his post game that they picked JP mainly because he was a physical threat. Mm-hmm. So that was their logic. And we've argued enough about that logic, but I kind of want to approach things a little differently this week because it was such a long episode. I'm going to run through the key events of each hour and uh, we'll focus a little more on tribal at each point, obviously, but just stop me if you want to uh, give an opinion or make a bad joke. Is this our rapid fire section? Rapid, 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 rapid fire, 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 fire. Week 10, buy one, get one free was the name of the episode we haven't even talked about the cocoa nuts do we even need to talk about that i thought it was entertaining i don't i don't know where mike decided to break out of his shell in these two episodes and the previous one i like it it's it's a fun thing i think they're just out there mixing it up because they knew they're on bottom coconuts i'm on team coconuts right off the top did you think mike's explanation at the beginning of this episode as to his lady liberty speech at the last tribal did you think that made any sense at all i think it made about as much sense as my vice presidential argument from a few (laughs) weeks ago um and you know i'm giving it a rest and saying what i said makes no sense i think mike needs to do the same i will give some credit to him joe said that there was something we missed in that episode that uh or maybe cole said this i can't remember but Mike put a fake idol on Joe right before that vote to try to make sure people voted for Cole so he could stay in with uh, with Joe, Mike and Joe. So he was definitely doing more than was shown, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. That That's a big move to not show. But I know. Does that mean he pulled a fake tribal or a fake idol out at tribal and it was just kind of like, uh, no, this doesn't count? Or was it like in tribe he was talking about, oh, well, I'm going to throw this idol on him, blah, blah, he blah. He just handed it to Joe before the vote and they never tried to use it or anything. Okay, interesting. Fun fact. Anyway, so off the top, we went through that. Joe trying to understand why Mike did what he did, all that crap. Reward challenge, Lauren won. She brought Devin, Ben, and Ashley, and we got part one of Chrissy and Ryan appearing clueless with uh, Ryan just saying, oh, yeah, well, obviously he picked, she picked Devin because uh, he needs food, and Ben and uh, Ashley because they, they hadn't been on a lot of rewards or, or something, and it was just like, you know, it seemed like he yeah. meant it based off his successive comments. <laughs> I wonder and, if he's just so guarded that he feels like he has to say something even when he knows that his plan is crumbling around him. I don't, I mean, it didn't seem like he knew. We'll talk about this in just a second, but him and Chrissy seemed very confident, but that reward was where everything changed. Mm -hmm. It's where Lauren pulled in those three and said, let's make a move. And we talked about that a lot in the power rankings. So uh, I won't add much to that right now, but during that reward, they showed Chrissy and Ryan having a conversation where If you've watched Survivor for a while, your alarm bells had to just be going off like crazy because they were basically just saying, oh, man, what are we going to do once we get to final seven? And Ryan was just like, man, it's never this easy. Joe and Mike are making it so easy for us to get to the final seven. 
And Christy literally said, am I being stupid thinking we're going to get to the seven? And everyone screamed at their televisions. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you are. And then Ryan in his confessional was like, we're playing a bit more strategic than the rest of the seven. We're looking ahead to what's going to happen. And I was just, oh, my God, that was painful to watch. <laughs> you do have to say the editors have a great sense of humor. I don't know. I, I've i been saying this the past few weeks. I'm not in love with Ryan and Chrissy anymore. So it doesn't really hurt me to see them do that. But, yeah, as soon as you see, as soon as somebody starts to talk about confidence and I'm going to make it through this next tribal and blah, 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 and my team's going to win against this team, like, you know that they're screwed immediately. Yeah, and... Then they kind of cut back to that reward conversation and Ashley starts to realize that she's not really in the game and needs to do something. Ben makes the crucial decision that a lot of people fail at on Survivor of saying, I hate living with Joe and it's impossible, but I'll do it for this. Devin, obviously, with his she's like as good as me quote. They got the family <laughs> letters. We got a long scene with Ben talking about his wife and his kids and how he's going to win Survivor and how he found the idol and crying and, you know, just classic Ben screen time that you classic. refuse to acknowledge. No, I'm saying it's happening, but sometimes they show you something and something completely different happens and that's what I'm hoping for. But this is like the fourth time this season that we've gotten like Ben talking about being a veteran and how his family has supported him in like a five minute long scene. If he's not at least in the final three, I'd be shocked. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to calm down. Let's keep going. Uh, you're going to get to yell at me when he gets voted out, I guess. So it'll be awesome. Then we got a nice balance challenge, as usual. Luckily, they made it a little more interesting by having people sit out for peanut butter and chocolate if they wanted to. Devin, Ben, and Lauren and their new alliance all sat. <laughs> and Chrissy and Ryan apparently did not get a clue from that at all. Nope. And, Ashley uh, won. Yeah, I was going to say, and Ashley won. So that final four, as I like to call them right now... Um, <laughs> Looked really strong after that episode edit. God, this might this might be the end of our friendship, Ty. Also, that is the that's the time where JP got his uh, first line of the episode. Also, one of two lines he said, "Good job, Ash," and that was it. <laughs> I would argue he got three lines then because he he also got to speak as he was walking away with his torch oh, being snuffed. You're right. Anyway, I, Ashley won. And then, of course, we cut back and Ryan's like, we get to decide who go home or who goes home. And Christy's like, I feel very comfortable right now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Devin's like, power is literally blinding them. And <laughs> it was just it was beautiful. I, I mean, we talked about this a couple years ago. I, I can't even remember the guy's name anymore, but there, I, it was like Drew or something. And there was one of those classic episodes where. The entire time he was just like, I'm so great. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And and he just lost at the end. This is what the editors don't realize is if they show us what's actually happening, it can be far more entertaining than hiding everything from us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I knew what everybody was thinking out there and why they were feeling uh, the way they were feeling about people and not just kind of going into tribal with maybe one little two second scene where someone throws out an idea like, you know, we maybe JP over Ryan and Chrissy. And like, that's literally all the talk. It would be nice to hear some more reasons for these blind sides. And to the editor's credit, I guess you can only deal with what you're dealt. And this was the first time all season that the players have really started to play. So it gave them a lot to work with. Like this was also the part where Ben's double agent shtick was dreamt up. And that was obviously beautiful. So we go to Tribal, Mike says, oh, believe me, I'm a doctor, whatever, I don't even know what he talks about. Then we got some more Ryan stuff. The seven is strong, but I give them credit for trying. <laughs> Golly, that was awesome. And then he said, it happens when you don't know it's happening. And we got JP's famous last words, it can happen right in front of you. You can't get to plan B unless you get through plan A. Chrissy saying, the moment you stop playing, you're in the dust. Just all a perfect build-up to what everyone knew was going to happen. And uh, those three got blindsided. Hashtag epic blindside. Did you just talk about how much you loved the editing? I think you did. I think you secretly talked about how much you loved it. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I love when they do the downfall episodes. Those are fun. Mm, gotcha. 
<laughs> I did think it was funny. We didn't even get a post-game interview on the show from JP because I guess they just didn't care. And he, as he walked down the aisle, he said, damn, they got me good. Yeah. And it's just so fitting to not give him a lot of lines, especially, I mean, we had to jump into hour two pretty quickly, but a man of little words, what, what more do you expect from him? Ty, I'm angry. What are you angry about? I'm angry about JP. I'm like, I'm actually upset by this. Okay. So I read his interview with the Hollywood reporter today in which he spoke, I don't know, 500 to a thousand words or so and said nothing. (laughs) And I I, I literally, I I take notes as I read those interviews and I took no notes from his interview. And I'm really upset because earlier this season, we talked a little bit about the casting agents massively screwing up and casting two people from the same college, which is a bad enough mistake on a show that's supposed to be about strangers. But here's (laughs) another thing. People dream about being on Survivor. Chrissy talked about trying to get on the show for 16 years and all that crap. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Only so many people will ever get to do it. And Mm -hmm. to have one of those slots filled by a waste of space who never says or does anything and doesn't even care that he lost. Jeff, in his interview today, even was like, oh, I just think JP doesn't really care. Like, he didn't seem that disappointed. I think his exact quote was, I don't think he cared that much that he was voted out and he probably wouldn't want to play again. He just, God damn it, Ty. He sucks. (laughs) Like, I could have been on the show and played Survivor and instead we got this freaking guy who just like walked around saying nothing and doing nothing and he got to play survivor and he doesn't even care that he got to play survivor he thought he went on a vacation i'm surprised he even knew that he was voted out and what was happening (laughs) like i just am so mad about this whoever cast this season someone somebody's head needs to roll because we had the ali patrick thing and we cast possibly the worst survivor in history so just just fix it damn it okay but i think he also he went out knowing who he was i'm going to read you one of the quotes he had from a hollywood reporter and luckily because he's a man of few words it's not going to be too long this is him when being asked about being cast as a firefighter you know i think it did especially with me being a firefighter and being portrayed as a firefighter on the show a lot of people think of firefighters as professionals who always do the right thing who are always morally straight, who come off as a good person. That's something I tried to carry with myself throughout the show. That's the type of person I am. I wanted to carry that throughout the show. And that's it. That's all he wanted to do. He just wanted to go represent his fire station and be a good person. Does that make sense? Do you know how mad it makes me to even hear that quote? (laughs) Because it's not uh, thought-provoking? It's just boring. Who cares? I don't care that you're a firefighter. That's great. I really appreciate that. Firefighters are very important and they do really great work, but I don't care about that. I want to hear what you have to say about Survivor, which he has nothing to say about Survivor because he didn't play. I mean, he, yes, he tried to talk about his strategy of staying hidden and playing behind the scenes, but he was, uh, he was kind of a dud. He wasn't a Simone dud. You got to think about that. How did he make it on the show? What was interesting? Look, At least Simone seemed interesting. At least, like, I get why they thought Simone would be interesting because she was saying interesting things before the show started and then chickened out once the show was on. But, like, what did they even see? What happened? I think they were going for young, strong people this season. And they saw a young, strong person who made Ashley quake in her loins or something. I can't remember what Forget she said. It. I she wanna, said something. I want a survivor that reflects real America. I want like fat people, ugly people, purple people. I want this. It, I don't, I'm sick of all these just young buff people. Okay. That's a fair argument. Are we, are you done with your rant? Can we move on to episode two yet? <laughs> sure. Okay. Bring it back. Episode two. JP is gone. <laughs> And everything, the sun starts shining, as Devin said. So this was where we got to have some fun, obviously. Ben had to keep playing a puppet, and or not playing a puppet, playing a double agent. And 
calling Joe a puppet because Joe was like, sorry, Ben, you just don't know what's going on. And (laughs) Ben's like, okay, Joe, great job. Great job. It was great. It was very entertaining. And then we had the nice heart to heart with Devin and Ryan where they officially cut ties. And I know you were a fan of that. I was a huge fan of that move. I think Devin is going places and Ryan was holding him back. And we had that great editing moment of Devin saying everything is... What did I write? Awesome. Everything is becoming much more clear. And then it cut to like the clouds moving away, like the clouds parting and the sun shining. And the sun shining, yeah. Devin's been a a part of a couple good edits this season. Oh my god, uh, he had the best shot of the series. The Walking Dead shot? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the other uh, that was the other great one I was talking about. Can we talk about in this episode Chrissy having a meltdown? Yes, actually, we should probably talk about Chrissy at length. But uh, just real quick, we had the reward challenge where the puzzle was pooped out of the thing. Uh, <laughs> ben, Ashley, Joe, and Devin won that. Didn't get much out of that reward other than continuing to watch Ben mess with Joe, which was fun. Mm-hmm. And then we got to watch. Ryan tried to work with Mike and blah, blah, blah. And then Chrissy. So Chrissy tried to talk strategy with Lauren. And for me, I felt like I saw the problem. I, I saw the problem with Chrissy. Explain. We, we can talk about the meltdown too, but there's been a lot of post-game press about people who have been voted out saying that Chrissy is just bad socially and doesn't like them and they don't like her very much. And watching her talk to Lauren, I got an idea for what was happening with them, at least. I think she's a nice mom-type TV character. She seems like a nice enough person. But I don't think she's good at the social game at all. Because everyone seems to dislike her. And when you watch her try to talk to Lauren in that scene, she like can't keep a straight face. And her first line is like, I know we've never talked strategy, but now I want to talk strategy with you. And she just sounds so, what's the word for when somebody is like exuding that I'm smarter than you vibe? I'm not sure, but... Condescending? Not quite condescending because it's, it wasn't like someone who thinks she's actually in a better position than the other person. It was like, listen, I know you're in a better position than me, but trust me, I'm smarter than you. I I don't, I guess that could be condescending, but just, did you get that vibe? Like watching her talk to her, it just seems like she's not good at doing that. Yeah. I think it was a good mix of condescension and desperation because she's starting to realize she's burned some bridges and she's not able to fix them. I think I think one of the things Lauren said, or maybe it was Ryan talking to Mike. I can't remember. You saw we got to see great scenes of those two characters scrambling and trying to get back on the end because they are definitely on the outs right now. And the people they were talking to were like, "Look, I tried to talk strategy to you for a week, and you ignored me." You know why? Because I wasn't worth your time. But now that you're the one on bottom, you can't handle it. And like Chrissy that. literally broke down. She literally started crying and laying down in the shelter. And it came down to Dr. Mike being a nice person and being like, do you want me to sit with you? All being, he did sit holding a machete in his hands over her, which was kind of hilarious <laughs> to think about. I literally, at this point, I have no heart for Chrissy. Ryan, I kind of feel for because I liked him early. But Chrissy is just, she's just arrogant and not, not a nice person that I think think i'd want to spend a lot of time with out on the island in a game situation i don't know what she's like in real life but there were her exact words like this is harder than i thought i don't control my fate i don't want this to be the end it's very existential i thought yeah and i think she talks about it she's used to always being in control and she's been in control for most of this game you know her and ryan kind or her and ryan and ben kind of being the trifecta of the people who are in charge. But she always felt like she was steering and guiding. And I think it was edited that she was steering and guiding the way that people were going. And as soon as, you know, the rug was pulled out from under her and she no longer had her solid footing, she was done. And she is emotionally spent and she's drained until she fulfills Sunday Burquest's dream. To her credit, as far as resume goes, she has a lot of good moves Well, not so much good moves as, like, moves on her resume, getting people voted out. So if she can turn it around, that could help. But I'll tell you this, and obviously I have a lot of bias towards her because 
she was my winner pick and I would love to be right. But the generous reading from someone who's wearing rose-colored glasses here is this is what I would say. <laughs> I think she knows the game very, very well, but I think she hasn't calibrated social skill with game strategy. And let me explain what I mean. I, mm-hmm. She really understands strategically what she needs to present to people and what she needs to do to make a good move and to stay in the game. But what she's bad at and, you know, what can you do about this, I guess? Like, if you're not good at this, you're not good at this. She's bad at doing it in a way that people feel like they're being talked to and not talked at. She kind of views it, I think, as it's all just a game. We're all just playing a game. There's no hard feelings. We're going to do this. So I'm going to do that. But the thing that always hurts people, going all the way back to like Russell, the thing that always hurts people on this show is you could play smart. You could do the right thing. You could have the right ideas. It's like Don Draper and Mad Men said, it's not <laughs> what you say, it's how you say it. And she's not good at the how you say it. Yeah, that reminds me. I was having a conversation with someone this week, and I think there's a fine line between being great at looking at the big picture and your future. And if you're great at that, you're not necessarily good at living in the moment and making sure the others around you feel supported or feel loved. Obviously, I was wow, talking about you were having a pretty serious life conversation this week, huh? <laughs> I did, yeah. But like, it, it was just talking about how you have to be able to walk the fine line of having a vision and having a goal, which is something that is great and fantastic, but you can't barrel over your peers or your coworkers or your clients or whoever that may be in order to get there. Because if you start doing that, you're going to get fired. Your friends are going to desert you. <laughs> it's just not going to be a good time. And I think that's what Chrissy's feeling. It's so funny how this lined up. I just think self-awareness as a trait is the most underrated thing on Survivor, which uh, mm-hmm. which is why I think I'd be good at Survivor. I, I consider myself self-aware to a fault, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I went a little too deep. We'll bring it back. No, I, I think I think we're on the right track, though. I I'd love to talk to Chrissy to hear about this, but I, I really feel like that's where she's at. If she got a chance to go out and play again and like i said maybe she wouldn't be better at this the second time but i feel like for her it's all about Mm self-awareness she did win immunity which was very exciting for me because despite everything i still desperately want her to win so i can be right because that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing in life and (laughs) that was a fun moment so they had to decide do we put out joe or do we try to vote out ben and we talked a little bit about how I think they should have voted out Ben, but we uh, had instead a nice little episode arc where Joe was just like, I'm back in control. Ben's out of this. And then Ben got to vote him out. We got the great fist pump. Mm -hmm. I think this is what I liked about Joe. Joe was explosive and fiery and he rubbed people the wrong way. And maybe he took his um, antics of picking at people a little bit too far sometimes we talked a few weeks ago about him swearing ben swore on the marines but that's something ben would never do and he riled people up but that's what made him a great character you know and when he went out i think he was actually good enough at the game to realize look i played the best game in my style that i know how so i'm not i'm not too upset you know desi desi has this question in her ponderosa video videos and she's asking like how are people processing what just happened, you know? And I think right in the moment, it's hard to process stuff. But maybe now looking back, he's been watching this season, seeing, you know, the things people said about him, seeing the things he said about other people. Maybe now he's processing it. But I, as a character, I thought he was he was great. He went too far. But for this season, I thought he was one of the more explosive and interesting people we had on. I think that's the real him, too, based off his Twitter Oh, yeah, for sure. The problem with him is I think he's a little more show than substance. I I think he knows what he's doing, but I think he hadn't quite figured everything out yet. I think he knew to make a show and to try to mix things up, and he was good at that. But when you look back on his game, like he played two idols and got one of them completely wrong and (laughs) never really had much power otherwise. So I, I don't know how much he really was successful at, but... I think he's very smart, and I think if he played again, he would be dangerous. 
Yeah. I mean, he made it into the top eight, which is nothing to turn your nose up at. What, top 50% in a season of 18 people? Yeah, he got uh, close enough to the family visit that he got to see his sister anyway. Yeah, that was cool that they... I, I'm wondering if the other people also got to see him, but because their Ponderosa videos were from six and nine days earlier. Or something <laughs> I like don't that. know. We just don't care about them anymore. But uh, yeah, Joe was a fun character to have on this season an abrasive character, but he's not, he's not one that I'm forever going to hold a grudge against. Like, you know, certain players, <laughs> certain players, certain players. I'm going to leave it at that. I've been told I'm too harsh on these people. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. You've been There's told specific... that by the people themselves at times, at times, you know, so I'm going to not name names. There's been people in past seasons that I just didn't love and I don't think I would love to meet in real life. Joe is not one of them. <laughs> I will say he apparently thought there was a higher chance of going home than he, than was presented. His interview with Hollywood Reporter, he said he thought there was an 80% chance he was going home. What was interesting was his alternate plan that he talked about at Ponderosa to take out Devin where... He was going to tell Ryan who to use his idol on and then have everyone vote for Devin. That would have been fun, but he thought the assurances that Lauren offered were too good to pass up. So just trusted the wrong person, I guess. Also, I know you don't like Chrissy, but I laughed out loud when after a tribal council where Joe said, this is the first time in tribal I feel comfortable, he got voted out. And then she said, that was an incredibly tight alliance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's her analytical approach, the one she's been taking this entire season. So, you know, she sees it and she sees things happening, but I think it's just too little too late for her, just like it's too little too late for Joe. Another interesting tidbit from Joe, by the way, at Ponderosa, he made it sound like Ben was a goner. I I don't know if this is true, but... His quote was basically, Ben cried and got himself an extra day so he could see his family. Do you buy that? I mean, I think I made my case uh, in the beginning of this episode, in the beginning of this episode where I think he's going to get fourth place. I honestly think he's going to get fourth place and Devin, Ashley, and Lauren are going to keep him. I don't know about this crying to stick around for an extra day. Maybe he did. Uh, maybe he didn't. I'm not sure. It's really, it's too tough to call because they get 24 hours a day for 39 days and we get 42 minutes of three days, what, 10 times now? So. <laughs> well, plus this was a double episode. Two quick notes. JP lost 22 pounds. Joe lost 20. And uh, eat up, man. Eat up the Ponderosa. All those videos are on YouTube if people want to see that. By the way, Desi saying uh, everyone's not processing their loss. She seems to have said that about every person so far. So I don't know how much stock I put in that or else it's just true always. Could be. I think she's pretty self-reflective. So maybe she's wondering why not everyone else is <laughs> as, as reflective of their life they've just been living. I'll leave you with this from Joe. He said this to The Hollywood Reporter this morning as we're recording. Um, and I know this episode will come out a day late, but it's double episode, so needed to get a little more time into it. The last words from Joe. This season is full of errors, and it's so imperfect. That's what makes it perfect. That's like, you don't know you're beautiful, and that's what makes you beautiful. Oh. It's not. Uh-oh. I was trying to think of the the beat, but I really can't think of the rest of it. So, yeah. <laughs> Next time. We got some scenes that didn't really tell us much. Obviously, the family visit is coming, mm-hmm. and they showed us Ben getting nervous, which tells me that Ben's prepared for anything that's going to happen. But we've talked enough about Ben for the episode. Obviously, I think he's going to win at this point. Who, do, who Who's your winner right now, if you had to pick? Devin. There you have it. Go to Vegas right now. Bet on nope. it. Picks. Standings. Let's wrap things up. You tried to make up some ground. Didn't really work. You got 6-0 to zero in the first half, thanks to Lauren and Ashley winning some challenges. Solid. In the second half, I got 10, you got 2, thanks to Chrissy and uh, a good reward break for me. But it is 4-3 now. I have 4, you have 3. You're not totally out of it, but it's going to be tough. So tell me who you got. Week number, we'll call it week 11, even though this is a double episode, we're still going to keep the week numbers normal, I think. Okay. So next week, week 11, who you got? I think uh, my medevac pick, 
I'm going to start with that, and I'm going to say Dr. Mike. He's going to cut himself with a machete. And I'm going to put 10 points on Ryan. I think Ryan's going to be the next one to go. There you have it. What about you? Where you where are you divvying up points this week? Mm, my medevac is Ryan's family member slash friend. <laughs> All right. Because he's very tiny, and I imagine his friends and family are too. But what I'm, that's probably unfair. They're going to trip. <laughs> they're going to trip running out on the beach in like a slow mo. Like <laughs> they're running into each other's arms, but they fall. Everyone's seen those comedies where they make fun of that. That's exactly what's going to happen. My picks: five points on. Dr. Mike Zahowski, and five points on Chrissy Hoffbeck. All right, so you didn't pick my pick this time. I, like I it. did not. Anything can happen, Ty. You are not out of this yet. Not yet. I mean, the, if I get a, if my top three somehow makes it, although I'm putting points on one of my three right now, but, <laughs> but if my top three makes it to the finals, I got a shot. The finals, December 20th, Wednesday night is the Survivor finale. So we only have three more weeks of this, and the season's just starting to get good. So uh, hopefully it'll keep that trend going as we wrap things up. Any last words, Ty? I've got nothing. I'm all spent out on my argument from the beginning. From then on, I feel like I was a little bit brain dead, but I just want to thank everyone for taking time to listen. Yeah, thank you for listening. This was uh, certainly our most contentious episode, so welcome on the island. It's usually more peaceful, but uh, if you prefer us fighting, then uh, tell us. Go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, all that nonsense. It's all—it's always an option, and it helps us out a lot. It helps more people find the show so they can listen to Ty talk about vice presidents and oh my gosh. them being figureheads and all that stuff. Yeah, and you can find us both on Twitter at... On the Island Pod. Well, not really. You're at Tyler B. Commons. I'm at Gaines Taylor. And there is a uh, podcast Twitter. We mostly just tweet out the podcast there. But as the season wraps up, I'll try to get some live tweeting going, I think. Try to try to let people know where we're at. That's it. Thanks for listening. Are you still there? Yes. Can you hear me? I can barely hear you. I think it's a good time to sign out. We're having some internet <laughs> issues. So I'm but we got it right through it there. because unlike JP, we want to be here. You're right. R.I.P. J.P. L.O.L. T.T.Y.L. B2B champions. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we will talk to you next time here on the island. Take care. Bye.